Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Because I love you, I want to give you this platform to conduct the live wire. Go ahead, Hit Fitty. Open up the doors and let's get off the live wire. Give respect for their realness. I know you feel this. All right. Got a lot of good Panther audio lined up for you guys. We'll start with Frank Reich's uh, comments from yesterday. And maybe this was maybe just a subtle hint that maybe Bryce isn't going to be able to go when the Panthers travel to the coffee capital of the world this weekend when they go play the Seattle Seahawks. We talked about the potential benefit that Bryce Young uh, could gain if he sits this weekend's game out. Just the struggles the offense has had the first couple of weeks to, to, to be an observer and sit back and watch a little bit and let Andy handle it. And would that be a benefit of him at all, just sort of hypothetically? Well, I, you know, I don't want to get into the hypotheticals. Um, I just think, you know, Bryce is the kind of player that no matter what his status is, he's going to always be working to get better. I, that's just that's just who he is. I, that's how I think he'll operate. So, and I have that confidence in him in that. He ain't playing. <laughs> I was wondering where <laughs> you're going. I don't think he's going to play either. Now, Thomas Brown, as we mentioned earlier, he did say, I trust that rookie to start a game in Seattle, even if he has missed a week of practice. This is, in theory, part of the reason you drafted him, because he is so smart and can understand the playbook at a level a lot of other rookies entering the NFL can't. At the same time, it doesn't feel like this would be the greatest situation to put him in. If he has any type of injury, Wes, I would lean more towards that he probably isn't going to play against Seattle on Sunday. Yeah, nothing is pointing to the fact that he will play in this football game, so I don't feel very confident about it, and I don't think many people should. What else you got for us, Vic? All right, now we'll hear from the Panthers coordinators. Jero Avero, he spoke earlier today, and we lamented the struggles Carolina had on Monday stopping the Taysom Hill package. Whenever the Saints were in a short yardage situation, they brought in the running quarterback. He talked about how difficult it is to ch- change your defense on the fly to stop that type of offense. You really have two options. One, you either you play with play cover zero, you take somebody out of the post, and that's how you get your numbers advantage. And if you don't do that, you got to steal a gap with someone else. You know, someone's got to play two gaps, and so it's tough. You know, and uh, that's the unique uh, deal that Taysom Hill pre- presents is because there's not anybody in the league that could do that, that can throw the ball the way he does and run the ball and run not just run the ball but run for power. And uh, you know, they had a, some a couple of effective deals against us, and. Uh, you know, it's one of those deals we just have to adjust and be ready for it next time. So Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, those guys can't run and throw the ball the way Taysom Hill can, Jero? With the same physicality, maybe not. But I called the guy Taysom a million times, so I clearly know nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, though, when you talk about those quarterbacks, they're more traditional quarterbacks, and that's what you prepare for all week in practice. And, of course, you practice for a heel, too. But I just think that when he comes in the game, I think you're so much more tilted towards thinking it's going to be some type of design run, but then you're still a little bit off balance because he can throw it. And I think that's the difference. When you're playing against a quarterback who can run, then you got to prepare for that all week. And you know they're going to more than likely pass first. But you know Taysom Hill is run first, but then he can surprise you with a throw because they don't throw it with him a ton. 
But I think that's why he's a little bit more difficult. All right, we've got some people writing in about how I definitely look like a character from Rick and Morty. Not too many people can explain why, but they just feel like it's true. And yes, I know it is true. I hate you, Fiddy, for bringing that up. <laughs> but all you're doing is speaking facts. And I will say this, another one going at you. 704 texted in, said Fiddy could be a mashup between Bobby Hill and Cartman, which is rude. No wonder why I'm single maybe, and loveless. <laughs> maybe, maybe physically it's more Bobby Hill and maybe language and uh, maybe more so the way you speak is Cartman. <laughs> maybe that's the way that uh, 704 is thinking. What else you got for us, Vinny? All right, now we'll move over to the offensive coordinator, Thomas Brown. He spoke today, and we've talked a lot about the lack of separation these wide receivers are getting in the passing game. Here's his exchange he had with the media earlier today. When it comes to receivers getting open, is it more about the route running or the scheme of the play? I'm, I'm just curious because it seems like there might be times where Bryce has a hard time finding an open guy. I would say it's both. Uh, and to, to kind of uh, add on to that, being the National Football League, the windows are really small. I mean, every now and then you have some free runners, somebody busts a coverage, but if guys are playing with great technique, especially from a DB standpoint, if they're playing, whether it be press man or they're in a zoning look, a three-deep zone look, but pressing on the outside, there's not going to be much separation. So it's more about the timing, anticipation, the operation overall for us, for us offensively to kind of get better when it comes to guys being open. But, um, you know, that's what comes to the territory about playing receiver in the NFL. Why are you laughing, Vinny? Sorry. <laughs> All right, I guess that means we can't ask him No, no, someone texted in that I look like Majid Boo, which is a Dragon Ball Z character. And and Majid Boo, that's what the name is? I, I guess, I don't know how to pronounce. I'm not a Dragon Ball Z geek. Um, but you looked it up and you're yeah. laughing now. Yeah, I'm screwed. Okay, all right, sorry. <laughs> look, this, this, the animated characters that we look like has really taken us off the rails here. Let's try to bring it back and ask Wes what he thinks about those comments about receivers getting open and some of the problems that you've had in the passing game between Bryce and his skill guys. Yeah, more on the graph that we talked about yesterday that came out courtesy of Judah Fort Gang of Pro Football Focus. They said he's currently the most accurate thrower in the NFL into open windows. Yeah. However, the tough part is that uh, they said that while the Y-axis shows us that he has the very best completion rate into open windows at approximately 80%, the X-axis represents how many of his throws go into said spots. They said outside of Derek Carr, Young has the lowest concentration of attempts into open windows. So there's a little nugget for you guys to know that, hey, if guys are getting open, Bryce is going to find you. They're just not getting open enough. And so I think what Thomas said is he didn't want to throw any of his guys under the bus, but he's just saying it basically is a mix of everything. And sometimes Bryce is not going to find every single guy that gets open. I mean, that's going to be impossible, but I think you're seeing that if you guys, if guys can get open, Bryce will find them based on this graph. But I think Thomas was just trying to take care of everybody and not uh, pass the buck. I think you see that play out. That graph does pass the eye test as well. Mm -hmm. And we both gave Bryce a lot of the blame too. A blame to be shared, Bryce Young included. But if you do watch a CJ Stroud or even an Anthony Richardson, we'll see them try an open guy downfield and overshoot him. It happened against Jacksonville when the Colts were coming back a little bit in that game. Yeah. And Anthony Richardson just missed somebody because it's also his first game ever in the NFL. We haven't seen Bryce Young just flat out miss an open dude yet, right? 
Like, can, can we think of who that was an egregious yeah, like miss. a one hopper or different stuff like yeah. that where the balls are just horrible? Yeah, I, I haven't seen any that I can think of. Yeah, I can't think of any either. The problem is you need to not be as risk averse. Thomas Brown did say when you're open in the NFL, it it's not nearly as visible as it might be in college. So you need to go ahead and let that thing fly. And the accuracy that Bryce Young has, you predict that he's going to complete that pass. Mm-hmm. So interesting stuff there. Yeah, the, the wide receiver separation, whether they're open or not, scheme. I hope that that all comes together and everybody's able to figure out the different problems that you have in each area. Because I think we might be making too much of one thing or the other. JT O'Sullivan with the QB School podcast. He's saying there's just nobody open. Dan Orlovsky on the broadcast. There's nobody open. You know, hopefully the passing offense just fixes itself, man. We, 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 I think the fans, I think the fans really need to see that. What you got for us, Vinny? All right. And undoubtedly, it's Majin Boo. And I, I was supposed to know that as someone who never paid any attention to Dragon Ball Z because I was a Yu Gi Oh guy growing up. That was where I had my attention. Okay. Um, all right, so the last thing we'll get to here, and I'm really frustrated I have to talk about this because I spend a lot of time finding the type of audio I want to play. And then Walker in a break said, nah, bleep that. That's not that's not what we're talking about. Like Micah Parsons is out here growling on the football field, scaring rookies. <laughs> Sam Howell's progressing at an unbelievable rate with the commanders, but nah. Now we got to talk about the Hornets. Potentially maybe trading for a guy – that is the same caliber of dude that they didn't resign in Kelly Oubre. Oh my God! Controlling the narrative. Nineteen million dollar a year contract is he's on the market. And what's funny is I was on the phone with Hogger last night, and I actually thought I, I was like Walker's going to want to talk about this, but I'm have to make fun of him because I know they're not the exact same player, but volume shooter would be coming off the bench to score for Charlotte. If you're wanting to trade for him, why would you not just re-sign Kelly Oubre? Walker, tell me why or why not Mitch Kupchak and the Hornets should be interested in trading for Buddy Heald. Because these guys are playing entirely different sports when it comes to efficiency at what they do. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly Oubre had his role. I don't want to be a Kelly hater, but the dude is signing for a vet bin and... $19 $19 million is what Buddy Hill is making right now because there is a case that he could be the second best shooter in the league. He's at least top 10, probably top five. He's that good outside of Stephen Curry. Now, what I don't think is going to happen is that the Hornets are actually going to be able to pull off a trade. It's going to be hard. He's making $19 million. The way that it would happen is if the Pacers are desperate for a three guard or for a small forward. And they have a couple of power forwards now trading for Obi Toppin, drafting Jarris Walker. They have some backcourt guys, Benedict Matherin, Tyrese Halliburton. You're starting one and two. They don't really have any threes that you feel comfortable with. So if their goal is to compete this season, maybe you could have some type of Buddy Heald, Daniel Tice come aboard in exchange for Gordon Hayward. Both are expiring contracts, so it wouldn't be like you were taking on long-term money. It would make sense that way. But I think Buddy is going to be very coveted on the trade market. I think you're going to have to give up draft capital. And at that point, I'd feel pretty reluctant to give up draft capital for Buddy Heald, Wes. What do you think? My buddy. My buddy. You remember? Nah, y'all no, y'all definitely like too young. But anyway, uh, yeah, as far as Fiddy's argument, I mean, Buddy Heald's effective field goal percentage is 55%. Kelly Oubre's is 
uh, 50. So, uh, and Buddy wow, Hill's a 5% difference. But that's not <laughs> night and day. <laughs> and Buddy Hill's a 40% three-point shooter uh, compared to Kelly Oubre's 33%. So I think he's a little bit more consistent yeah, there. Yeah, Buddy but- Hill's worst three-point shooting percentage would be better than Kelly's best three-point shooting percentage. Yeah, so I, think just, if, I just want to say. Yeah, if the Hornets want to add a guy that's going to spread the floor, we know LaMelo's going to find open guys. I think he would be a great fit as far as the type of shooter that he is and what he would provide to space the court even more for the Charlotte Hornets. So I think it wouldn't be a bad move if no. they went and got him. Uh, offensively, it would be the electric factory in the yeah. backcourt. I mean, just making it rain all over the place. 40%, two guys, especially with LaMelo off the dribble, setting up Buddy. Big shooters, big steppers. And if you look at some of the advanced stats, Buddy Heald like, runs more than anybody out on the floor, like Rip Hamilton style coming off. The- you love Rip Hamilton. Don't give me that head shaking because you talk about how much you love the 04 Pistons. The, the stupid stats you find to justify why you like guys, like total points added, block rate percentage, no, that's miles ran per game. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I love miles ran. You're just out there doing wind sprints, and I'll love it. I will find it.